This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with Eric and Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? Alrighty, and we are here for our 78th episode, and this is... Oh my god, what was it again? <laughs> you all, tell us, Eric. And this is our topic. <laughs> Eric, tell us Who's got some wood? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like wood? <laughs> tell us the topic, Eric. Someone's got wood. <laughs> from, <laughs> from within the woods. There we go. If I, I don't have it typed out, it's just like... It's blank. Wow. Someone's going to get wood. Is that the topic? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, you know, anyways. Uh, I ain't even going to lie. I watched uh, Salma Hayek's Hot Ones episode and I got some wood. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. Um... Smother those toes with all the sauces. Ew. That's nasty. Dip them in there. Except for the bomb. Oh, yeah. Fuck that one. <laughs> anyways. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This is... Uh, our se- oh, I already said it, 78th episode. God, I am not okay today. Um, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you guys are listening. Uh, you can send in your stories to be read to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com and follow us on the socials on Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. Um, later on, before we start on our topic, we're going to be listening to more of Crystal's uh, stories that she called in. So, Again, you can send in your stories to be read. You can set up a time where we can give you a call to record over the phone. There's so many avenues for you to be on this show. So Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and there's so many avenues to follow Sama Hayek's toes. Oh, sweet Jesus. Anywho's. <laughs> Would you be upset if I created an Instagram just purely dedicated to her toes? It's going to put you on a list. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It says, uh, I am the least of your worries. Content already created. It's Tarantino's, uh, <laughs> you're a few years too late, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. What's that show where he would just do that? I'm just going to start Tarantino. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Seinfeld where, um, Newman? He's on Newman. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm yeah. just going to say, uh, I'm, I'm drinking a coconut milk drink. That is strawberry flavor and it has like these coconut jellies in it, but it's strawberry like, tastes like strawberry milk. It's good. Mm. But anyways. You know what that reminds me of? What? (laughs) God, you are, you really aren't in it right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I I just want to say like, we had a three day weekend and I marathoned like through eight freaking portraits or drawings this weekend and like with an emotional roller coaster yeah like i, w- I was having like an emotional breakdown and oh wait oh shit i yeah. didn't know about that <laughs> yeah <Damn>. i was <laughs> i was having i was i was going through it <laughs> well i was just talking about stranger things it's oh just well that like, too sweet Damn. jesus that one scarred me and <laughs> i need therapy for that too just oh it was a weekend but anyways um i'm getting an eddie tattoo me too <laughs> this one's oh wait you know what no i shouldn't say it oh yeah yeah what if it's a spoiler i know i was gonna put it in the beep right <laughs> there 
Oh no. Okay. Anywho's, if you know, you know. <laughs> God um, damn it. Hmm. Sorry, I took a drink of my coconut milk drink. Of your Samhai toe drink. Grody. Mm. Alrighty. So creepy updates. I do have one this week. How about y'all? Uh, you know what? Uh, so because it's been a three day weekend, mm-hmm. I know that I have been dreaming massively. Mm-hmm. Over this last three days. And the strange thing is, is, again, you know, like I don't remember my dreams, mm-hmm. but they have been so vivid because of the, you know, drinking for the last couple of days that, uh, yeah, I just. Mm. Sorry, Lola is crying somewhere. <laughs> well, I think there was a like a siren, police sirens outside. So she's. She's right here. Ooh, that was creepy. You heard it. I though, right? I did hear it. I swear to you, I heard it. I thought it was the dog in the background over here, kind of whining. I thought so too. That's what kinda, the fuck? That kind of has to do with my creepy update. That was very strange. I wonder that if was, that was picked up. I'm I I I want to say I hope it was, but like no, this. Because of this mixer, these preamps are really good that it it rejects a lot of noise. Yeah, it didn't pick up your dad at all the last time and he was talking pretty loud. That was weird. That was weird. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll review it. Creepy update while we're doing creepy updates. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry. You were uh, dreaming a lot for the past three days because alcohol consumption. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's it. I mean, there was really nothing like spooky about it it was just very weird because i would be waking up and i'd just be like okay i'm (laughs) I'm remembering dreams and they're pretty vivid and yeah yeah interesting what dreams god um how about you jesus do you have any uh creepy updates would jesse be mad if i was dreaming about dog woman (laughs) not really (laughs) you know what she chooses to do in the privacy of her dreams very understanding, man. You know. But no, no, I don't have any creepy updates. Okay, well, my creepy update kind of has to do with what just happened right now. Okay, okay. So the other morning, me and Jesse were getting ready for work in the restroom. We let Sal sleep in the bed um, while we got ready. And so, Lola, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Lola, you bitch. <laughs> but she stopped herself. No, she scared me anyways um so any we were getting ready in the restroom and i kept thinking i heard sal yelling mama and so like i was like what the fuck and so like i turned off the water like i even like stuck my head out and i was like what and like no response and so i was like okay and so i check on the camera and he's still asleep yeah and so like as i'm looking at him like i'm still hearing like mama and i'm just like am i fucking going crazy like i just i so it's funny you say that you just reminded me something but it's not it's not paranormal it's not spooky it was just strange right Mm -hmm. so I have never heard Mason talk in his sleep. 
Mm-hmm. But Eva says that she has, and it's it's fairly common, I guess, to mm-hmm. her to hear him talking in his sleep. But yeah, actually, yesterday night, we heard him talking in his sleep, and he was yelling out, get out, get out. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I thought that was weird, because I turned over to Eva, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and she's like, he talks in his sleep. And I was like, I, yeah. <laughs> why, why have I never heard this before? <laughs> so, yeah. But wow, you you're hearing stuff. Yeah, it's weird. And or well, and then the other day, like uh, this is going to show like how fucking Mexican I am. Um, So we did the the Kings of Horror show and like I came back home and we like. Did you get Mama Margie's? Is that why you're Mexican? No. Well, I felt very off. Okay. And um. I think it was, oh, I think it was the day that I was here by myself that I told y'all, remember that it was just me and Lola and we heard something. Well, I I took a nap and you've seen Jesse's paintings. They're scary. Okay. And so when I was. (laughs) Ahmad, they're artistically different. Anyways. so As Eric's staring at one going, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So in, as I was falling asleep, like. I was having flashes of Jesse's painting, like one in particular that I really don't like. And like this, it was like flashing in my head and like it was like turning into an evil grin. And like it, I woke up and I was like, like something's wrong. Like somebody give me a or something. I don't know. And so I made Jesse do the egg on me (laughs) and I don't. I don't know what if he saw anything in particular, but I was like, just make me feel better by fucking rubbing an egg on me. <laughs> yeah, so there's And then that. after that, I I got an actual egg and rubbed it on her. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, close your eyes. It's totally gonna be a. <laughs> I'm gonna sp- smack you. <laughs> Why are you like this? Anyways, all right. So uh, you got I, hey, that would have been you would have been charged a lot more money for that one, and you got it for free. Mm-hmm. So I think the word you're trying to say is thank you. Anyways, um, all right, guys. edit, edit, edit. <laughs> Anyways, um, so go ahead and uh, sit back and relax. We're gonna listen to Crystal's uh, dreams, and then after that, we're gonna get into our subject. Thanks, guys. And then the other dream, like I said, they kind of happened kind of like back to back um, was we were actually in our home or in, in our present home and we were in our bedroom and in, in my dream that my kids are playing like they're running around what they usually do in the front, you know, watching their TV, playing their games. But me and Kevin are in our room playing with the Ouija board. Oh, and, shit. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, anybody who knows me, I do not even want to be near one of those because I've seen movies, I've heard stories, I've seen the stories on YouTube. I don't want any part of that. So that, to me, in itself, I was like, why was I playing with the Ouija board in my in my dream? I, I never would, would want to come into um, contact with one of those. My sister-in-law has one in her house as, like, a display. She's never really opened it but even if that that freaks me out you would love our house 
<laughs> no, her house is freakier, believe me. <laughs> her house is freakier, especially during Halloween. <laughs> Touche, it's a competition now, okay. <laughs> I think they would. I think they would give each other competition on that. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we were playing the Ouija board, and um, my husband, uh, Kevin, decided to, I guess, in the dream, he, you know, he did. It, it seems really real. I, at first, I didn't think I was dreaming because it, it felt real because everything that we did in the dream was what we usually would do, you know, like when, like normally at, at home. So, um, so he hurt the kids, so he went to go check on them, but I still stayed playing with the Ouija board. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I still stayed playing with the Ouija board. I don't remember all the questions I asked. All I remember was who was I talking to? And they told me uh, the name and it spelled out D-E-A-D-V-I-C. And I'm like, oh, so am I talking to Victor? And they said, they pointed to the, to the word yes with that little thing. I don't know what it's called, that middle thing. That the planchette. Planchet. Yeah, that thing. And, um, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. And he actually has a brother-in-law named Victor. So that was a little strange right there. I'm like, okay. And um and I remember asking the whoever I was talking to, communicating, um, are you here to like hurt me or are you are you a good person? And they put yes. And I'm like, yes to what? I'm like, yes to what? Are you a good person? And they said yes. I'm like, okay, good. But I'm like, wait a minute. I, I thought in in my dream, like I said, it just seems so real. Like I need to stop playing this. I, even though they say they're good people, I've seen, like I said, I've seen movies, I've heard stories, that doesn't mean they're good people. So I tried, I put it away, and I thought that if I try to do the, my normal routines, nothing will happen. I gotta, you know, just stick to doing what I need to do, not think about it, and nothing will happen. And so I did that, and, you know, I remember I was just with my daughters, but that I the anxiety of knowing if I did bring something in starts to kick in in the dream mm-hmm. and um so here here goes crystal being stubborn as always getting the <laughs> game again and grabbing that I felt that, angry that, you that. got at yourself like I'm gonna do this even in this dream damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so I grabbed what what I did was what I grabbed I grabbed that that middle thing like I don't forget what you said what it was called the and I guess, yeah i guess that had like a little mirror in the middle of it uh-huh. and so what i did was i was positioned um right in front of my um my bathroom i had the bathroom door open and the light on and i picked it up and i looked at that little mirror and i see a bald man dressed in a black priest outfit Ooh. with a rosary and a bible and I, I take it down and I see nothing. But when I pick it up and I see through that mirror, that's what I see. I see a bald man and he's just staring at me. Ooh. And I'm like, what in the world am I? Who did I just bring? Did I bring a priest in? <laughs> is this like, like is this a, a demon that's dressed up as a priest? What, what the hell? And But every time that I just stayed looking at it, he was just standing still. He wasn't doing nothing, but he was just looking at me. But he was holding a Bible and a rosary in his hand. Ooh. Yeah, that and um, that pretty much it did freak me out. But 
I didn't wake up. Well, I was actually telling myself I needed to wake up. I need to wake up, wake up from this dream because um, you don't know what you invited into your house. Now your life is going to be, you know, like it's going to be like in those horror movies that you that you watch. <laughs> so so which was weird because it's like I'm telling myself I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. But at the same time, it felt like it was for real. So when I I I felt like I forced myself to wake up, I was I. I wasn't screaming, I wasn't, my heart wasn't racing, but my neck was sweating and it was cold sweat. Ooh. Yeah, so that was really freaky to so, know. And I'm like, is this, I mean, like I said, I'm, I am going through some personal issues. I'm like, is that, is that triggering that? I don't know what that is because, I mean, I'm, I'm not religious, but I kind of, I do kind of believe like certain things you know, like whether you dream it or not, can lead into what could affect you later on in your life. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, yeah. w- one of the things that I I'm kind of curious about is the the image of the the priest. Uh, does I mean, does that have any correlation with like your real life? Is that somebody that you know, or it, it may resemble somebody? No, not at all. Um. I mean, it, it just looked like a normal person, like uh-huh. who I would like. It would just look like a normal person, like a no- normal, normal person that I would see at a church. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't like anybody that I knew. Okay. So that's, okay. that's what was very confusing, very confusing and strange to me. Well, I mean, the other thing that I'd also kind of be curious about is why a priest? You know, like why why wouldn't it just be a normal person or mm-hmm. uh, you know like a I don't know, fucking basketball player or something. Why, why a priest? You know, that that would be something that I'd be interested in looking into. Hmm. Maybe I need Jesus in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. I could be telling me I need that, but I mean, like I said, I'm not very religious, but I do believe because like, my mom did have us growing up, trying to, you know, trying to tell us, instilling us to go to church on Sundays as best you can, and if you don't, at least try to pray. And I mean, and I do pray. But like I said, I'm just not religious. I, I and I do question why am I seeing a priest? Well, and, it could have just been a guy that died in Halloween when they was dressed up as a priest. <laughs> uh, that could be it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that could be it too. But it it was just really strange. And like, I mean, like I said, they were just looking at me. They weren't really doing anything. But the eyes did look a little white mm. when they're. Huh. I, yeah. I always get bummed out if I go to work because I have the uniform from my job mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, if I die, this is what I'm going to be back as <laughs> just in this uniform. Like, yeah, wearing some weird fucking uniform. Like, oh. Well, I, I don't know if you've uh, Googled any like dream interpretation, but while you were talking, I did, I was, did I was about Google to say, it. Please don't tell her Google uh, scary priest, priest behind what? me. It's going to no. just bring out a bunch <laughs> of bad Google <laughs> searches. <laughs> I just I just googled uh, seeing a priest in your dreams, and I just want to read this little thing because I think it would maybe help you feel a little bit better. Um, okay. But it says, in dreams, the priest represents your spirituality and virtue. Usually seeing the priest in a dream has a positive meaning. The future mm-hmm. may hold a new encounter or a happy family life. 
I feel like so. this is very Vatican uh, push. Like, I don't know. This is sponsored <laughs> by them. Well, I'm just saying that. If you're dreaming about us, it's a good thing. <laughs> well, it could be the same thing as like when you get the uh, the death card in tarot. Know. It Calm means down, something Selena, different. Dreaming oh of me. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know if you've ever looked into dream interpretation. So Someone yeah. got a sponsorship. <laughs> I know. Um I know. As soon as I told Kevin, he's like, "Don't tell me you're gonna start having those dreams like I did with the lady in white." I go, "I hope not." Oh, God. Well, see, yeah. and, and that was, was like, oh, "No, not a priest." <laughs> and that was that was, was the like, other well, thing. Why would I get a priest? You're like, "Why can't it be Brad Pitt or something?" <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, was that... the other thing that I wanted to know. Uh, maybe why y'all Brad... are. Oh, okay. oh no, not why Brad Pitt. We we all know why Brad Pitt. He's a but, very uh, ugly man in my dreams. Don't worry about it, Kevin. <laughs> But I was thinking maybe y'all are like shared dreaming now or, uh, oh, my God, what is the technical term for it? Astral uh, projecting? No, no, not technically astral projecting, but uh, like where they, the dreams uh, kind of mend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it, it seems like like dr dream sequences with y'all are very, <laughs> very prominent. spent enough time with him. <laughs> He's in my dreams now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But but yeah, that would be something that I'd be uh, interested in looking into is like how y'all dreams, both y'all's dreams, yours and your husband's, kind of correlate mm -hmm. with each other. Imagine if you and Eva started dream sharing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I kind of thought, I just think it's weird with me and him because it's like when he doesn't sleep, I sleep a lot. And when he sleeps throughout the night, I don't sleep. So uh -huh. we kind of alternate on that. But this is the first time that we've ever had, like, a dream like that. Like, I'm, I'm not one to have nightmares. It's very rare that I do. And when I do, it's usually, like, like Michael Myers or Jason, like, attacking me. You know, <laughs> something like that to the extent. Well, maybe you but, should check to see if he had a good night's sleep while you had this nightmare. Oh. Maybe you guys are dream sharing and be like, Kevin, get out of my well, dreams. <laughs> with him he, he sleeps throughout the day he uh, he's like a vampire like you know he's he's awake at night and he sleeps really throughout the day if he oh, could okay. yeah that's how he is he's always mm. been like that but um that night i want to say he slept pretty good um interesting i just remember waking up and just telling him because it was like we just oh, got him in trouble and be like get out of my dreams <laughs> <laughs> and that's so weird because he is kind of bald too so maybe it was him yeah. in the <laughs> Just but he's you're staring at me. <laughs> but he's scared of none, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, well, uh, nuns are scared of priests, so <laughs> he chose yeah. the right outfit. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he watched a, a nun movie that made him get scared of, of nuns. I don't know what it was, but yeah, it was like, okay, yeah, sure. But yeah, that was just interesting. Well, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think in in our culture, right, like Mexican culture, mm -hmm. Hispanic culture, mm -hmm. there is a like a, a demon that plagues dreams. Mm -hmm. I can't think of it off of the top of my head, but maybe that's something that there possibly could be a, a possibility. I don't give this woman more nightmares. Yes, she's all. There's a Mexican Freddy Krueger. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah no um no I'm, I'm pretty sure that's something i've been wanting to look into and like this is like this isn't like the first time that's happened like in my family where dreams are like that 
crazy that, um, like I did mention in the email uh, to Jen, that my mom has had some dreams that kind of like not predicted the future, but it kind of had like a later impact later on in the family. And um, I think maybe that's, I'm kind of starting to get that too, because like I mentioned, you know, like, um, like after I had those dreams, you know, like we started having, I started having like some personal issues. So I don't know if that kind of triggered it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah, that some people are known, like, especially you run in their bloodline to kind of, as they get older, uh, kind of following the same footsteps as some of the older generations and seeing things and whatnot. All right, so I am doing the Deering Woods, or also known as the Screaming Woods. Oh, you didn't tell me that they screamed. Okay, well. Can I just record them and pretend they're my wife in the room? I don't think you want these. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to preface this with when I first started looking for my subject this week, I literally just Googled Haunted Forest, and one of the first things that popped up and that caught my eye was the Screaming Woods. And I was like, what? Screaming Woods? Okay. (laughs) She's all, wait, Screaming Wood? (laughs) Why are you like this? Anyways. She's all, you're screaming because you got wood or you got wood. (laughs) I listened to a couple of YouTube videos of people going out there to camp in said Screaming Woods. And basically, they all gave the same, like, origin story of why they're there. And, of course, they all were all like, oh, this place is fucking creepy. And after I found out more, after some digging, it kind of originated from a creepypasta. Oh, no. I know. I was so pissed. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's funny that this kind of seems like the theme because mine, I'm going to get into it when I get into mine because... At certain points, I kind of feel like it's just promotion. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I have I have an idea for it. So okay. uh, you know, I, I, I hope, you know, maybe this dude will hear and maybe he'll do something with it. So <laughs> Alrighty. So seeing as I didn't really want to look into any other topics because you know, short on time, I chose to stay with the topic and still tell y'all because it's a semi unknown creepypasta that it's pretty good. Okay, all right. All right. So, the Daring Woods are located in between two villages named Smarden and Pluckley, which is located in southeast England. Pluckley is a small village that had a little over 1,000 residents in 2011. Though small, it once held the title of the most haunted village in England in 1989. Cool. Yeah, a title that I think helped solidify the validity of the creepypasta claims that you'll hear in a second. So, onto the creepypasta, which is just simply named the Deering Woods. In this small forest, it is said that locals often report the sounds of terrifying screams coming from within at night, hearing footsteps and also hearing the sound of whispers as one walks through fog. Locals tell of the story of an army colonel of the 18th century who tragically took his own life in the woods and is said to still walk amongst the trees. There is also the story of a highwayman who I'm assuming committed a horrific crime because villagers caught him in the woods, pinned him to a tree, and beheaded him. 
nice. No, not nice. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. oh, well, it's fake, so, all right. Um, <laughs> people claim to now see black shadows in the forest, following them as they make their trek through the woods. On to a more gruesome story, known as the Deering Wood Massacre. On the morning of November 1st, 1948, it is said that 20 people were found dead, the bodies forming a massive pile on the ground, but the most mysterious part was there no, was there ooh, was there were no obvious signs of any type of trauma. The previous night, Halloween night, locals reported seeing lights coming from the forest, supposedly when the massacre took place. Ooh. Autopsies were performed on the bodies, and after not being able to determine a cause of death, authorities gave the cause of death as carbon monoxide poisoning, which then led many to believe the police were involved somehow. In 1964, private investigator Robert Collins began to perform witness interviews with people of the village to try to uncover truth about an alleged religious cult. He was killed one year later in a car accident. <laughs> and lastly, in October of 1998, 50 years after the massacre, four college students visiting the forest were reported missing. Locals reported seeing figures of light similar to spider webs in the sky that night. Oh, man. All right. So that's the quick, no frills version of the Deering Woods creepypasta. Uh, there are even supposed images of articles released on the Deering Massacre, uh, supposedly from 1948. But in the caption area under the photo, it mentions sending more information if known to a Facebook page group from 1948. <laughs> um, but that kind of makes me think that maybe they were the originators of the creepypasta. And if so, good fucking job, guys. Y'all like did really good because they pulled everybody. <laughs> um, so I would like to include some actual hauntings from Pluckley, as you were told, England's most haunted village at one time. Um, I'm crediting my source from a website called London Walking Tours by Richard Jones. His walking tour, he estimates, would take around three hours to visit all, all of these on his list. And this is that village that's con or like basically right on the edge of this forest. Nice. Okay, the first place is the Church of St. Nicholas, also the Deering Chapel. Uh, here is where many members of the Deering family were laid to rest. People claim that lights can be seen in an upper section of a window and also hear the sound of knocking coming from the family vault beneath the visitor's feet. A family vault? Yep. Ah, has it ever been opened? I hope not. <laughs> I want to open it. <laughs> One paranormal group convinced leadership in the church to let them stay overnight to investigate. Armed with all types of apparatus, the group reported an uneventful evening inside to the vicar who had let them out. They told him the only consolation was the, visit the visits from his dog they would get from time to time. To that, the vicar replied, I don't have a dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> a sad figure of a monk in brown robes can sometimes be seen drifting in a neighborhood. In life, he had fallen in love with a woman who dies under tragic circumstances. He spent his days walking alone in fields and lanes as they once had done together before. But he would eventually die of a broken heart. 
He was last seen in 1989 by an American journalist who they said they knew it was him because of the brown robes. <laughs> that's very, like, that's, my guy, that's all they wear. <laughs> along Station Road, people report hearing a man and woman happily chatting along with the sound of a dog playing around them. As a person walks closer to the sound of the voices, it's suddenly apparent that no one is around. And when you would think the people were right next to you from the volume of their voices, they fade as if they've continued walking past you. Ooh. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, <laughs> at a house called the Rose Court, which was supposedly made for the mistress of a member of the Deering family... Oh shit! Scandalous. She got her own house. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere, girl. <laughs> Cut your house, to, but a stone throws away. <laughs> is the spirit of a woman who took her own life? This woman is said to have been in love with the monk from our earlier story. Wait, 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 wait. So, what, how would she be a mistress if she's like? We're not poking holes anywhere, oh, sir. I'm sorry. My bad. I was just like, you got a whole house, girl. What are you so sad for? <laughs> anyways. That's what wood does. It pokes holes. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, knowing that the monk loved another, she took a poison cocktail of ivy and poisonous berries. It's said that in this house, things are moved around at night. Groans and sighs can be heard in the early hours, and the garden has an eerie atmosphere. It is noted, though, that the story for this broken-hearted woman doesn't really add up based on the architecture and the ages of the building, but it's a s still popular tale to share. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. So the next story, which I think is extremely terrifying, is the watercress lady. <laughs> so an old woman used to gather and sell watercress to the villagers. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What is watercrust? I think, here, let's Google it real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry for the interruption. No, it's okay because I um, I know that you could, like, here we go, eat it and stuff. Whoa, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> what? What did you just say? Watercrust. You eat watercrust. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so kind of like a spinach. Yeah. Almost. Like, okay. 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 So uh, she... She gathers watercress and she sells it, sells it to the villagers, and that's how she basically makes her living. Okay. Um, so she was considered eccentric but harmless, was known to dress in rags, smoke from a clay pipe, and drink gin from an old flask. Sounds like my kind of woman. <laughs> One night, while sitting and smoking her pipe, she began to fall asleep. The pipe fell into her rags, and very quickly she was engulfed in flames. God damn! Yeah, that's pretty sad. Uh, no one heard her, any calls for help. The next morning, her remains were just ash next to the old, uh, old clay pipe in her, what is it, her flask. After that, people reported seeing a howling, screaming figure surrounded by flames. As the years progressed, people would then say she was more of a faint pink glow that hovers in the air in the spot of her tragic death. Do you think ghosts still feel pain? I would hope not. Jesus, that would suck. Well, I mean, I'm getting the idea from your description yeah. right here. Like, do you think she's, like, doomed to... I hope not. ...forever? I don't know. ...relive that... Uh, I hope not. That's terrible. <laughs> right? Like, wouldn't that suck? Like, the only way that you can haunt is by burning Reliving again? Reliving your death? Yeah. No, thank you. Um, the next location is the Blacksmith's Forge Tea Room. In the 14th century, the building was a blacksmith's forge. Later, it was turned into an alehouse. One of the spirits... Uh, 
Ah, one of the spirits that is said to occupy this location is one that is jovial and can be seen striding in and out of upstairs rooms. There is another spirit of a tutor maid who is seen standing by your fireplace, slowly turning the spit. The tea room What owner, is a tutor maid? Like the time period, the tutors. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Um, the tea room owner also reported a strange phenomena where a line of mugs suddenly began to clink together as if someone ran their finger through them as they walked by. Another one of her experiences was in 1997 when she heard the front door open and close and heard the distinct sound of a chair being pulled from the table. She readied herself with her notepad to go take her visitor's order only to walk into an empty room but the chair was still pulled out. Yeah. And I'm almost done, I swear. Um, (laughs) No (laughs) rush, no. I feel like like I said it was only going to be 10 minutes, and I feel like I'm talking much longer than that. No, no, good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so... tutor maid. I like it. (laughs) A sad story is one of a schoolmaster from the 1920s. A group of children on their way to school came upon the body of their teacher hanging from a tree branch. He had taken his own life. After that, people shared that they can sometimes see his form still hanging from the tree. Wow. I, I hope that one is like a just like a legend or something. But the, uh, you've got to like admire the names back then. You're like a schoolmaster. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm just a teacher. But back then you'd be like, I am no mere teacher. I'm a schoolmaster. Well, I think master. back then it was literally only like one teacher. <laughs> oh, and, yeah? and then also, I think back then it was l- like... I, I don't I don't know how to say it. You used to like, have to fight someone to get the teacher? <laughs> I have a master. Like Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Defend your school. Well, I thought, I thought like tutors, right? Like actual tutors. And if you oh. the people who were uh-huh. teaching, I thought they were called mistresses in the house, right? Like the one. Because I thought they these were tutors, like the governess. Wait, there you go. Governess. So. Yes. Okay. You're the schoolmaster, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Do the kid Are the kids your Pokemon? So are you making the kids fight for you? I guess so, because you're the one that's supposed to be teaching them. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> I like where we're going with this. <laughs> All right. I choose you. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> Endearing. Wait, do you think somebody would pick Sal, our son, as a, their oh, Pokemon? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he'd be Charizard. Yeah. He'd be one of the, the tough ones to beat. Yeah, he'd be the manky that, that fucks up Ash. <laughs> or, or, or Primeape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Endearing is a bakery that had renovations done to its fireplace at some point to reveal the original hearth. After that, the sounds of footsteps stomping around upstairs could be heard, and as they approached the fireplace, they disappear. So we've cool. got a noisy ghost. And this is my last one. The last place is the Black Horse Inn. The manager of this pub was working her first Sunday and enjoying a cup of tea before opening for the lunchtime rush. She noticed a glass on a shelf above the bar begin to slide along the shelf and stopped at its edge. Wow, Jen. It's all reported that cutlery being lifted was seen, a spot in the kitchen where the dogs would suddenly start barking at as if someone were there, and an upstairs room that the dogs would refuse to go into. Nice. And that is the Deering Woods and then, of 
course, jumping into the actual hauntings I, <laughs> of the I, area. I, I have a similar situation. My wife doesn't like to go into the room when I'm in it. <laughs> You're all, you go into the wood, man. <laughs> One day she's going to listen to this podcast and she's not going to let you come back. <laughs> <laughs> Then we'll have to go back to making our own sound effects. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> my sister almost spit on the microphone. I know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> not my coconut strawberry drink. <laughs> I, I'm thinking not the microphone. Oh. That's what I'm about to say. Yeah. <laughs> not spit this expensive small. piece of equipment <laughs> compared to this $2 drink. <laughs> oh, my God. But good. I like it. Nice stuff. I'm glad because I was really disappointed when I found out it was a fake. But um, I, well, I think I mean, the surrounding lore, right? Yeah, like the, it's what legitimizes it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, of course, I had to go on Google to look at these reviews. And of course, there's a bunch of people like, I, did, I went into the screaming woods and nobody screamed at me or stupid stuff like that. <laughs> you know, like, like, like I, I, I expect to be in like, ah. Or, well, I was yeah. I was pretty in I was in pretty deep, but um, or well, like there was some saying like about the siren head or something. Oh, I know what siren head I is. It's another like Slenderman. Yeah, that's style. what I figured. Uh, yeah. Also, I should just oh, say that like I that thought- was not an actual review, but like that's like basically along the lines of like they were making fun of it. Oh, I thought it was like you talking about fellatio in the woods. What? Like some siren head? No, like it's it's <laughs> a literal like creature that with oh. sirens on its head. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, they're getting freaky in those woods. But uh, in the Google uh, reviews and whatnot, they did mention like, oh, it's just a bunch of sirens going off in the woods. Yeah, actually, let, here, let's see if we can get a get a sound. This is what it sounds like. Sirens, siren head sound. I swear to God, if it's just more people just like fucking around, like here's a new creepy pasta for the screaming woods. <laughs> That's the siren head sound. So you've probably heard it in like TikToks and stuff like that. Mm-mm. But yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm thinking like more people are just dunking on me. They're like, haha, you believed another creepypasta. <laughs> Start sending your links to other stuff. I know. Oh, Jen's no. the gullible one. But you know what? You know which one never gets old? Hmm. This one. That one never gets old. I love it. That's the good one. Oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> Jesse's look of confusion. He's like, what is that? <laughs> I saw uh, an A-bomb dropping? What? I saw no. a nuclear? No, actually, what? dude, so you know what? Uh, so Eva, you know, in her previous life, she lived on base in, I can't remember, like in Georgia. And she would say that those sirens would go yeah. off like quite often yeah. and stuff, depending on weather. Or whatever the, the, the circumstance was. And she said it was something you never got used to. Because that shit is just fucking loud. I mean, like, it, it sounds like that for a reason. Yeah. 
Because so, it tells you some shit's about to happen. So yeah. you're like, uh. <laughs> Stick your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we used to do a cool thing where, like, if we thought it was a, a nuclear threat, you hide under your desk and, you oh, know. yeah. You know. Yeah. Huddle. Uh, actually, you know what? It's funny you say that because I actually asked Olito about that. And he said, yeah, we, they used to practice that. And then later on, as he thought about it, he was like, well, what the, the fuck, fuck was, gonna yeah, do? Yeah. was he going to do? <laughs> yeah. What was he going to do? Start running, flipping people off. <laughs> Live my life. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's next? I believe it is me. It's I am next. Me. All right. Well, um, mine's based on a little bit more realistic stuff. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Something based in facts and realism. <laughs> Not uh, some creepy pasta stuff. Something. Thanks, thanks for rubbing it in my face that I <laughs> fell for a creepy pasta. <laughs> I only dabble with the good shit, the real shit. Dogman. Yeah, well, Dogman's just. You know, it's not, timeless. Yeah, that's what Dogman is. I'm not going that route this time. We're going to go back to Bigfoot. The loneliest Bigfoot. Okay, so um, I recently came across this person's channel. His name is Bob Gilman. Gilman? Oh, God, I'm butchering Gilman. Gilman. Yeah, Bob Gilman. Uh, he does illustrations. Uh, this is where I'm getting all my content from. Okay. I saw his video, thought it was amazing. Um, it gets a little fucking weird. I'm going to tell you right now. He even, if you want to, if you feel free after listening to the story to go to YouTube. Uh, so he has... You have to watch the pre-video before the interview because if you go straight into the interview, you're like jumping into the mouth of madness. So the pre-interview video is what prepares you for the craziness. Um, this is going to take place in Michigan. 1977 was a different time. I'll try to narrate a few things. Um it goes from one extreme to the other, guys. So uh, if you think it's just going to be Bigfoot, uh, Harriet in the Henderson style, uh, <laughs> it's going to do a lot of like twists and turns and whatnot. Um, so, all right, let's get started. Okay. So Bob uh, was receiving these emails around 2018 from a person that was uh, giving him his accounts of stuff that happened to him as he was a kid. His name is Randy. He actually leads now and has a YouTube channel of his own called Midwest Bigfoot Research. <laughs> nice. You're um, not official until you have your own research. Thing. Research. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, he he kept reading the emails and he, he states in the video like, oh, crap, like this is a little crazy. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to take my stuff, pack up and go visit this guy. Because clearly, this shit bananas. <laughs> B-A-N-A-A. So S. he does. You forgot the S. Oh, no. It's more N-A-N-A-A. Banana-na-na-na-na? <laughs> yeah. We're going Minion okay. style. Oh, my God. So he finally gets to Randy, talks to him, little people, starts the whole process. What I'm going to be covering is not the interview that he has, but his account of the things that happened to him in Michigan in 1977. He was only 10 years old at the time. Uh, duly noted as he only started to remember in his mid to late 30s these events. 
so they cascade and they kind of rush in with what most people that have traumatic events kind of think of as a memory to a fantasy you're not sure which one it is so it's kind of hard so we'll go jump into randy's story so 1977 michigan august summer morris lake if you guys aren't too familiar how it used to be back then your parents used to keep you at the damn house all the time (laughs) you used to be encouraged to go play on yourself you know with your friends you were treated like a tiny adult you (laughs) were giving slingshots you were giving close to dangerous things to entertain (laughs) yourself with yeah black cats were sold year round yeah so um and this is 70s so it's even worse man you could buy a pack of smokes if you told him your dad sent you (laughs) uh just being realistic so randy and his friend like i said summer wanting to make the most of it said hey let's go down to the lake just mess around you know like let's you know what kids used to do back then right right. so they're out there in the lake you know skipping stones trying to fish you know they rode their bikes there they come across two other friends russell and mike they're actually gonna spend the night there so they have a whole tent and everything set up uh randy and his other friend are like well hell man if you guys are gonna spend the night well then let's go back to my house we'll get you know a couple sleeping bags a few things to put over we'll set up camp with you guys get some snacks we'll make it a whole night affair even without their mom's permission well yeah their mom's probably like hell yeah get the hell out of the house you know what i mean it's the nine it's the 1970s <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just like no <laughs> anyway sorry so previous to that though randy and his friend as they were exploring the banks of the morris lake came into this weird settlement that he remembers was it nothing but shrubs and like dry dead wood formed into like these almost clubhouses and as they were able to push through it, they discovered that they were hollow on the inside. Okay. And in here were nothing but shiny objects, little knickknacks, and pictures of people. What he recalls is that these weren't actually people. He knew that these were like the dead stock photos of stuff. Okay. Like, you know, what you get in the... Like I was thinking like it the was, negatives? No, like the dead stock photos when you, when you go and get like a picture frame, but it's like some other family. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was up against, you know, all these like literally pressed into the wood. So holes were punched into it. So someone was just pushing it into the twigs to kind of make it into like a hmm. poster, but t- torn, tattered. Right. Okay. Thinking it was the coolest shit ever because they could actually stand up and walk around like it was like a tiny little apartment for him. <laughs> they stood in there, walked into a couple of them, didn't see anything weird, didn't think anything of it. And that's when they went back to the area where they had met their previous friends, discussed this whole thing. We're going to all camp out together. As they were coming back, it was already too too dark. Deciding not to try to like find them, they just set up camp where they felt comfortable. As they set up camp, had a little bit of a fire going on, you know, roasting weenies, the whole spiel that kids do when they're out there. Uh, As they started to get comfortable in their sleeping bags, they started to hear their friend Russell. No, sorry, Mike. Okay. God, it was a Michael Russell. I think it was Mike. Calling out for his other friend, frantically. Of course, 
clearly freaked out that something had happened. The kids try to spot the other group of friends, you know, hey, whatever. So as they're moving in the darkness, they start to hear growling. Oh, gosh. But not regular growling. They used to, like, big growling and steps, you know, like, it felt like they were surrounded by stuff. Obviously, scared shitless, they just got on their bikes and started hauling ass out of there. Left all their stuff behind. As soon as they got home, they went and started talking to their parents and... Randy remembers. I remember my dad as I went up to him, told him exactly what had happened. Hey, one of the kids, all this stuff. We got to go back down there. He said, well, I knew you chicken out out there. Go to bed. Okay. And the dad left it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different time. Different times again, guys. So not wanting to lose out on their stuff, Randy and his friends like, well, we got to go get our stuff, man. Like, we got to go pick it up now that it's daylight. Much to their surprise when they go back to the site that they were at there is police oh shit uh okay responders and the channel 13 which was well it's of their in their area and they were all looking for their friend that had gone missing okay he doesn't recall too well what had happened or how but the boy was found and it was later on blamed on a new bus driver that the school had gotten what the fuck? Okay. Interesting. Brushing it off as usual again, he kind of starts to recall an incident where at days after that, of course, the kid never said a word about anything that happened, which was a strange thing because he said he confronted, you know, hey, what happened? Right. Never spoke about it again. Completely closed off to it. But he recalls in their childhood around the same time, him and his friends chasing a dog in the wild okay but then he started to think about it and images started to flurry into this head okay and he's like that wasn't a dog that was something else Uh oh. so he starts drawing sketches of this thing granted um randy he's not an artist he's never drawn or drawn in his life he's never taken a class he's never done anything but he's these images are flashing into his head of these events and things that he's in his 30s that he've never thought about ever recalled or even were mentioned by his parents so with all the trouble that had happened these events he starts to recall that in that faint memory one of his friends tim all of a sudden became very withdrawn in school and just didn't talk to anyone he lived about a mile away from his farmhouse. <laughs> so okay. one day he said, you know what? I'm going to go see Tim, see what had happened. Because one day at school, he had confronted Tim and said, hey, Tim, what's up? Like, where have you been? Right. He said, oh, I'm busy. I'm playing with my orangutan. What? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. My and orangutan. Randy was like, <laughs> this boy done lost his mind. Yeah. Where'd you get one of those? Get an orangutan. <laughs> this is where I need the wrong bitch one. Yeah. <laughs> but Sorry. You get yourself a girlfriend, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> right, you're thinking 10-year-old, right? Yeah. So, he's in his head. He's like, oh, fuck, I want to see this fucking orangutan. So, he, sure enough, heads straight to Tim's house. Heads right into the house. Meets the babysitter and says, hey, you know where Tim's at? 
Sure do. He's out there in the cornfields playing with that damn troll. Oh. <laughs> okay. And he and then he's like, yeah, he's all the babysitter. Literally said he's out there playing with the troll. Okay. So as he goes around the farmhouse, starts walking that cornfield that's just about five feet, six feet away from the house, he sees him. He sees Tim just just outside the corn line. Okay. Okay. With all his toys laid out. Okay. Every single toy he had in his room is out there. And he starts walking. He's like, oh, like, shit. You know, I wonder what's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. He tells him, he's like, hey. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm playing with my, my friend Mike. He's like, Mike, our friend? He's like, no, 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 no. It's the orangutan. His name is Mike. And he's like, okay. Like, all right. Let's see the fucking orangutan. Yeah. yeah. And much to his disbelief, he sees this primate-like face pop out of the cornfield. What the fuck? Okay. And say his name. It talked? It said Mike. But what he describes it as, almost like a burp, like, Mike. Mike. Oh. Okay. And as he's there, Tim is completely unfazed by this. He's kind of taken back. He actually steps out, and you can see the primate features. Right, right. Granted, this boy never seen no orangutan before, <laughs> except <laughs> in books. So he was like, uh, okay. It's probably a, a like a, a household orangutan that, yeah, that escaped yeah. or something. A household? So he starts playing with them and like you know doing all this stuff and much to his dismay, Mike grabs um, Randy and starts trying to pull him into the cornfield. Oh shit! Randy, terrified as hell, kind of starts struggling. But this guy, this you know primate strength is yeah. way. Tim, they could grip some wood. Not phased by this wood gripping hand, <laughs> says Mike, cut it out, stop it. And Mike stops it. Okay. Yeah. Towards so so I, I mean, like I'm getting I'm getting the feeling that that whatever this creature was, it almost seems adolescent. So in a sense. we haven't gotten there yet, but we're oh, okay, getting there. Okay. As they continued to play, Mike loved mimicking. Okay. But he mimicked just a little too well. Okay. Like to the T. Then, it was time to go. Okay. Mike ran off back into the cornfield. Tim went back in. Randy had to go back home. All right. He recalls this event as proceeded that he went home, was bored. Nothing good was on the TV. So, he went to go play in one of the, the barns, like he always did. It was, I think, the, the hayloft that he had said. So, he went in there. Was messing around with the hay, you know, kids, fucking karate moves, whatever it is that kids used to do. <laughs> you know what we used to do. We used to try to get into trouble. Hit a tire with a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> just stuff that's, that's that's to keep us entertained. <laughs> he hears the hayloft door open. <sighs> Thinking it's his father to tell him, hey, quit your crap or like come down here or stop making a mess or whatever. Yeah. He's getting ready to see his father come up. Who does he see? Mike. Oh, I don't like that. Orangutan Mike. Yes. Okay. Okay. Start using every single he's says he felt a little bit scared because he didn't know what his intentions was so as yeah. he is slowly primarily like a very different movement towards him mm-hmm. he said he was a little taken back but he said he was used to be a kid that would make 
noises like you know like genders kind of like you know like just constant noises <laughs> okay so yeah. in his nervousness he made a couple of weird noises which mike loved and he started mimicking back so then ensued a game of mimic back Ooh. they both sat down on the hayloft top part of it yeah and started yeah. making noises to each other to eventually it turned into he would go meow towards where mike would respond as an actual meow and go one step further and make like the hissing or the yeah. to the t and then he would say like a cow and he would make it but with a couple of more features yeah to make him know i know what animal you're talking about oh he said at one point he made a distinct sound that made mike's face start to bubble Kind of like the vibration that was going on was making his face reverberate, which later he said, now that he's older, I believe he called it uh, that this creature had some kind of thing called uh, inferred or inferred sound. Okay. okay. That's how like they, they communicated. Well, that happened. He didn't think much of it. So they proceeded to keep playing. They started doing physical activities. So, he would climb a rope, Mike would climb a rope, but he would climb it with such athleticism that he was like, this guy's holding himself up with literally one hand. Yeah. He marveled at the strength of, you know, what he was doing. Flips, whatever it is going on. Mike was, he always had to go a little bit over what he was doing. So, caught in the most frenzy of playing, and you guys know when kids get in their play mode... It's hard to get him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets up, starts beating his chest against Mike, and it lets out a little roar. Kind of like all kids do. Well, Mike did the exact same thing. But this time, when Mike got up, pounded his chest way more furiously than him, his eyes started to grow red. Oy. And when his mouth opened up to let out that small but furious roar a pair of mandible tusks came out oh shit came out and as soon as he closed his mouth retracted back in which left him frightened almost like a snake kind of right like you know how a snake opens its mouth and it can come out yes but they're from this part right here oh from like the canine area no so full set of teeth yeah. Open up right here, this part. The part that between the two jaw line, the two, the, the bottom jaw. Oh. Completely out. Like two tusks. Tusks, not teeth. Interesting. Tusks, okay. Which led him to essentially fear for his life. And he started to run. As he started to run, Mike didn't let him run. He started chasing him, which to immediately pounced on him. As uh, Randy started to freak out and yell out for help for his father, Mike got on top of him, and he doesn't recall the exact sound that Mike did, but he did a certain sound that caused him to be completely and totally paralyzed. He couldn't move. He said it almost turned into a calming effect where he just essentially stopped and was in a docile So I guess like... like, uh, uh... He said I guess that, to give like context or not context, but like maybe some type of, of view into it. I guess like, you know how like if you hear a cat's purr, you kind of, it's a, you meet well, that wavelength and you're just kind of like. Uh, he calls it inferred sound. But right, that's what right. they kind of 
dudes that are able to mimic and do all these things. Yeah. So, as Mike is laying on top of him after he's calmed down, trying to kind of tell him, like, with his eyes, like, hey, it's okay. Like, I wasn't going to do anything to you. Yeah, yeah. He hears the bar door open. And he thinks, oh, good God. Thank God my dad's coming in to fucking help me. And, like, you see the, you hear the rushing. Boom, 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 boom. He can't even turn his head because that's how paralyzed he is. Uh-huh. Up until he sees these two great bigger creatures come up. What he later thinks are his parents. Grab Mike and just toss him to the side off of him. They oh, grab shit. Mike. Mike is an infant to these creatures. Yeah. They grab Mike. They start sniffing him all over. Kind of like how a dog does. Like a... Yeah. Puts him back down. They gasp at what he was actually on top of. And he says, I could see their faces. They were clearly like taken back. Like, oh my God, you're here with this. this you're, you're fraternizing. Like, you know, it was a big taboo and mike's kind of like you know doing the whole oh my like god cowering yeah type. okay which then leads the mom to pick up randy by his hip busting his pants dropping him completely naked now sniffs him around throws him which causes his uh thigh or hip to lacerate still paralyzed there he doesn't really recall the time until he actually hears his father come in his father comes in, but he had came in only because he saw two giant figures go into the barn, which he assumed were bears. Okay. So he armed himself and went to kind of scare him <laughs> off. Yeah. To his shock, there are these two giant gorilla-looking yeah. things. And they jump out of the barn door, but as they're trying to get out, Mike grabs onto Randy. He's not letting him go. Oh, shit. He's okay. his friend. He's coming with me. Oh, fuck. We're, we're talking Sal... Uh, Jack Skeleton. <laughs> no, no, like uh, Sal... Uh, Logan? Logan Dynamic. Hey, no, you come with me. Like, we're still playing. Like, we, okay. we got to go We gotta go play over here now. Okay, okay. Which the dad's like freaking out. They end up at the bar. He goes back around. Parents are there. He can tell that it's an adolescent by the way that they're calling them. He yeah. just wants to get his son back. Boom, lets out a shot in the air. That shot scares Mike and the parents even more. The parents take off before Mike. So Mike's actually still kind of standing like, uh, my friend, am I taking him with me? Yeah. Because he's a child. Yeah. And he still tries to grasp at him towards where he lets another shot out. At this time, Randy's already regained full competence of his body. He says, kill him, dad. Kill him. Oh, no. Towards where the dad hesitant I and he says thinking his dad made the best judgment killing this two giant fucking creatures kids or, or son yeah is just no gonna shit. infer a rap I might be able to take the other one out with this buckshot but I'm not gonna be able to get both of them yeah yeah clearly frightened everybody kind of heads out the creatures are gone picks up his son starts talking to him kind of like you know recombobulating on what's going on well, Mike starts darting back at them. He's not going to leave without Randy. Oh, my God. Parents are gone because they were trying to hold him back from keep going back towards them. Yeah. Couldn't contain kids. That kid starts jolting at them. They run into the barn, hide out. They're in there. Mike's outside pounding. You can hear him. Boom. Boom. He says, me and my father were just trying to figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. Mike's able to break through one of the panels 
starts feeling around, was able to get a hold of the shotgun that Randy's father has. Yeah. And he says, "My, I remember my dad cussing up a storm because he didn't realize how strong this creature was. It was only until other, like the police was called, that they showed up, sheriffs, and started letting out warning shots that they flew, like they fled, mm-hmm. gone, completely gone. Uh, Randy being lacerated, hurt. Of course, they call EMS. They come. They're trying to, uh, you know, treat him. They put him in the ambulance. He's trying to tell them exactly what happened. They come back. Mike comes back again. Bell Mike. And these two officers are looking at him, but he's on all fours now. He's not standing up, and neither are the parents. So they're just moving around the grass lines. You can hear them, and they're the cops are visibly shaking. And the dad says, "No, no, no. Whatever you do, yeah, don't <laughs> shoot anybody. Just warning shots." And that was enough to shoo him away. They were able to treat him. Officers were were like, "Fuck yeah, okay, we won't kill it." Because he let him know. He's like, "There's dude. There's- this seems like a fucking uh, like uh, oh my god, ranch." Uh, oh the. Skinwalker? Skinwalker Ranch. This seems like Skinwalker Ranch style fucking encounter. So, they're able to shoo him away. They treat him. Now, they flee. Okay. As everybody's kind of coming back together, there is neighboring properties. Tim's house. They start to hear loud gunshots coming from Tim's house. Oh, shit. Are they mimicking it? Or? No, these no. are real gunshots towards where the okay. officers and everybody's like, oh shit, like, did they down. go over there? As they start heading over there, sure enough, they shot at Mike. As, oh, they, no. as they continue to search for whatever it is that they shot, they do find Mike. Mike is dead near a creek. This tiny, oh, no. big creature laid out. Tim's father, along with another person that was helping him, pick up the body and take it back to their ranch area oh, and shit. start to perform an impromptu autopsy. And yes, they start to discover as they're hacking away at this creature that he does have retractable tusks, giant feet, very what they called a second heart or uh, as Randy says it might have been like a, a an additional chamber then his member parts were inside of him as okay. in like they would go into them um so of course everybody gets there the Tim and some of the friends are taking pictures of this whole incident. They're freaking out. They're looking at it. They don't know what what it is or what it could be. And much to their fucking horror, the parents show up. Oh, shit. And when the parents show up, uh, people literally piss themselves at the sight of these things. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not they're making it apparent that they're upset. They're making the noises. They're banging. You can hear that these things are upset. 
but there was enough people with guns that they were able to push them off okay so so they didn't even understand like okay these are weapons we can't so they did understand that mike didn't because the little interactions that he's had with guns Mm-hmm. People were just shooting them up in the air. So he was like, they're just big noisemakers. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah, yeah. they actually shot him. Damn it. Now, after everything was said and taken with the pictures, they didn't know what to do with the body. Being the way that they are, Mike's dad was like, you know what? Let's just uh, go ahead and throw him in this farm animal trench that we always throw shit in. Mm-hmm. And... He says, yeah, well, I think that that's actually why they were actually coming to that area. Because they would discard animals in that farm animal trench. And I think that's what they would eat. So that was actually what they thought was luring them. Because I believe in 1977, you can look it up. A company that provided feed to these farms had contaminated the feed with some kind of uh, flame retardant pb something h and a lot of animals had to be put down mm-hmm. a lot of ranches were, were and it's a real thing you can look it up okay especially okay. in the time in michigan so the fact that he's able to timestamp that with that problem yeah with the animal trench he threw mike in there and uh so did they go recover the body Hold on. So they throw the body in there. They've taken pictures. The newspaper is printing stuff out. It's becoming a thing. Later along, one of the kids goes to school and takes some of these pictures of the autopsy. One of the teachers catches it, sees it as a very obscene thing, and calls in parents and all these things happen. Essentially, the school doesn't know what to do with it. The kids are sent home. It was brought into the school? Yeah, because the kid was like, I took pictures of this fucking thing. Check it out. And like he was showing them around. Of course, kids are like, oh my God, yeah, I want to see. And eventually, the teacher's like, well, what's going on? Is this you know, fucking nudie mags? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, see these pictures of this cadaver being fucking dissected. Yeah. So, this is where it jumps a little bit higher up into the fucking weird scale. If okay. you can believe it. So, as Randy is being... Or going home, he realizes that his house is surrounded by carpet cleaner trucks and National Guard trucks. As he goes in, there's a group of National Guardsmen and a group of carpet cleaners, all armed to the T, pointing guns at each other. Oh, shit. He now later thinks that these carpet cleaner guys are the notorious men in black. They don't look like aliens. They're not weird. It's not Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. (laughs) They're just people. Which he later thinks that there's some kind of tribal entity that handle certain things that happen on this planet. That have, they have jurisdiction or that are called in by not just the US, but everybody else. Whenever things get to this point. Gets tense. Guns are drawn. Put back down. Intense again. Finally, the carpet cleaners win. National Guard decides to back off. They get all their people and they take off, securing the perimeter. 
as these carpet cleaners proceed to gather everybody around him with every single part of evidence. Now Randy is starting to remember and he's actually taken into these rooms and he's being chemically induced and questioned. Okay. Not wanting to give up much of his stuff. He knows he's not capable of resisting these drugs. So as he's being led in a drug-fueled state, he's taken to the places where these incidents happen. He couldn't help but to turn at the trench where his mic was, you know, the, the creature he said. That was enough to kind of give the leeway for these people to know something was in that trench. They dug it up, mm-hmm. took Mike's remains, and through some very weird and terrible things, made all the adolescents in that town or that were included in that fiasco forget the whole incident okay the adults of course were just threatened (laughs) so so um were there descriptions of these oh there's illustrations of it all so this guy draws everything okay that he saw so i'm curious is this also another encounter with men in black so were these were these men in black? Yeah, that's what he says. They're essentially really? men in black. Ooh, okay, cool. And he says, after that happened, went into his twenties, high school, never remembered anything. It's only until his like thirties, late thirties, that he started going through some stuff, and they were more like fever dreams and then memories. Then through some like internal healing and kind of like regressive stuff, he it all started coming back to him. Oh shit. And again, you can go see uh Bob's video. All the illustrations are from Randy. Okay. They're wild as fuck. Um He's not an artist. He's never been an artist. He's not an illustrator, but the fact that he's dedicated the detail in him, the stuff in the background, the little things that he draws in him, yeah. Is insane. Okay. All um, right. And that's pretty much the story of Randy and his encounter with these creatures that could be Bigfoot, couldn't be Bigfoot. Who the hell knows? Um, yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, hell yeah. Or it could be rock sloths from Vietnam. What are rock sloths? So during Vietnam, there was one platoon, like a whole platoon, that actually described encounters with these giant sloth-like kind of creatures but they describe them as being as tough as like stone like if their skin was stone and at one point this platoon actually fought with the vietnamese to fight them back to fight them back because there were so many in the jungle that were trying to kill them wow so uh yeah it's very interesting little story and stuff uh i can't right off the top of my head i can't confirm dude so that's that's the farm scene where he says Mike um essentially how he saw him and when he's drawing it he's like yeah okay gonna... too cool too cool oh so wait so this is he actually does a that's the bubbling scene that he says he encountered with them okay and then he, there's going to be an actual illustration of the aggression when they were, like, play fighting. Yeah. But he took it a little bit further. And just, the, I mean, like, the way you draw it, like, that's like a, that has to be, like, 
something specifically that you're drawing or it has to be a memory that you're trying to draw yeah well you know funny thing that you say this right so did you know that recently we just just we just discovered another close relative to homo sapien yeah that's always happening man we always so well this one is actually closer than neanderthal uh and it it even predates Neanderthal. Oh, shit. Like, almost coming out of his cheekbones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so he does another thing where they... From the autopsy. Oh, yeah. I get... Wow. Because only when they open their mouth does it come out. Yeah. Kind of like a... I guess like a blade that... Or, no, I guess that wouldn't be a good description, but interesting very cool very kinda like, cool kind of like a cat's retractable claws yeah but yeah. in your mouth yeah oh yeah yeah because like you know they fucking stretch out and they can't help but fucking extend yeah so very cool but uh so i'm gonna say that was phenomenally told it was amazing uh we're already at an hour and 15 so i think i'm gonna hold mine for our uh, part three whenever we do it i'm sorry okay no 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 they were so good i y'all fucking knocked it out of the park today that one was real good both of them were real good okay so and and like i said mine I mean, just the general gist, mine is a, uh, is, so here, here's, I'll get into the, to the idea that I wanted to do, because actually this got a lot of followers during the time that he was doing this, but he was actually documenting the strange happenings on Twitter, right? His name is Thomas Taylor. He's a comic book artist, uh, who, who actually worked on like very popular stories with Batman and Superman and stuff like that. And what he had actually done was he had rented out a cabin and he was documenting some of the strange, strange happenings that were going on there. You know what? I think I, this is a whole Twitter thread. Right? It's a whole Twitter thread. I think I've read this or, well, anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, no. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. He documents everything that happens. He gets a strange package. He has a strange telephone man show up when there's no, you know, telephone line in there. Mm-hmm. He opens the package eventually and, you know, I'll save it for, for that. Mm-hmm. But my idea was whether this is like promote, because at a certain point, certain things start to seem kind of coincidental, mm-hmm. like if they're done intentionally. But my theory was what if he had just created a new, like, genre of horror instead of found footage? Now it's going to be some type of like, twitter thread or facebook thing well that's a thing now is it really yeah um there's i think it's dear david um that was a different uh guy he does like he used to work at buzzfeed i think his name is adam ellis okay and he did the dear david twitter thingy um that turned into a whole thing they're literally gonna make a movie about it now dear david is yeah. this like a horror thing or yes. oh okay and okay you guys, have, you guys have lost me on this completely <laughs> I, I don't do twitter uh, well i don't uh, no, twitter i don't do twitter either. either look i i feel like you've maybe have seen this image before i know that yeah yes that's, that's dear david what, what they're making it, a movie what does it look like that? I, yeah. I don't know. It, um, I think it's, the last so, I heard. So, so this is oh, just, that's the one that you showed me about the sunken in head kid. Yeah. Whatever. So the, oh, okay. yeah, this 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 is just my personal opinion, but that kind of seems borderline offensive using that image and stuff. 
but that's just me. Or well, I or well, I don't know, but <laughs> do, it, do you, do you kind of get where I'm coming yeah. from with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it so it there is a whole Twitter like type of horror thing now because there's that one. I think there was one about um like eggs in a forest or something. Really? Um, yeah. It it's I love them and honestly like whenever I see them. I always like try to read through them, but they always turn into like this whole thing. Um, <laughs> let me see. Okay, here we go. Here's the other one. Well, see, I think what makes it so good is the user interaction because, like, you know, the internet being the internet, they're yeah. gonna fucking salute the fuck out of these pictures or yeah, whatever. Gonna... So this is the the egg one too. It it's a whole thing. I swear. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Gregory eighty eight. Uh, that was his Twitter. Okay. And this this was like one of the images he uploaded. It, it's a whole thing. Okay. There, there's a whole genre now. It's a genre. <laughs> <laughs> How early was this dated? Um, I want to say Dear David was probably before the the Gregory eighty eight, but I could be wrong. Okay, so this encounter actually happens in twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, one of those two years. Mm -hmm. So I wanna I wanna say like this dude was like the actual pioneer of the genre then. Hmm. Okay. It it's possible. Oh, I'm not gonna download Twitter. At least. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Sorry. But no, I'm I'm excited for that because I. I, I do love those types of stories because, like you said, uh, these authors really commit to it. And so maybe maybe we should just do a whole, like, Twitter story episode Ooh, in the future. Ooh, very nice. I like it. Me too. Well, <coughs> so again, I can't confirm whether or not this was some type of promotion or this was staged or anything. Because it, it genuinely starts off like, hey, guys uh got to like rented a, a cabin and it just so happens it's fucking creepy as shit mm -hmm. and there's very genuine very subtle things that are happening in the cabin that i'm like dude like you know that, that this is this is kind of creepy like, but then <laughs> yeah but then later on down the twitter thread it, it does start kind of like all right man I, I maybe you had me in the beginning but at this point i'm wondering the uh legitimacy of some of these things and funny you should say so uh-huh remember i have that one story i still haven't talked about about the oh, the hanging at the oh my god i took a picture of that it was just a so the the hanging here in san antonio at lee hall mm -hmm. by the like the housing and then I have another story that someone told me about another wolf person incident here <laughs> in uh, the outskirts. Okay. And uh, I, while they were talking to me, the lady said, it reminded me of that movie, The Company of, uh, of Wolves, 1984. And that's the film I was trying to tell you guys about. Okay. Okay. Because the... the it's just a beautifully done film um the animatronics and the the so it has cheesy scenes like that <laughs> but then it leads into that oh very cool and then it has like a transformation scene where like the the person is just like so the 
the snout is actually coming very out of that. Cool, and yeah. like it's very skinwalkerish. Like where all they start right. to like transform and it's all effects. So yeah. like it's gross. This is perfect for this audio based podcast. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> it's lovely, the sounds, the tearings, the <laughs> slimy stuff, you know. Anyways, now we can uh, wrap this up. So maybe in the future, it'll just be a, a Twitter horror thread episode. Yeah, that, that I like would be, it. Yeah, that would be super I would fun. be out of the loop completely. Okay, well, then me and Eric are going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, uh. <laughs> I, that's, it's honestly a genre that I really like. And I like when I hear uh, YouTube videos act them out and whatnot. So I like, would be out of the AOL. I'm still waiting for Mr. Creepypasta to do Juanito Loquito. <laughs> That's when you know you hit it big time. (laughs) So I actually, the reason why I haven't released it yet is because I I had to rewrite it. Okay. Because as diverse as Jeff the Killer is... Juanito Loquito is gonna be, you know, on the same level. All right, he's he's gonna he's gonna you match. Get it his, right, get it tight, girl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. God. So right. I I am doing it in a different genre of writing okay. or storytelling. So okay. all righty. Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, we can wrap this up now. So thank you guys for listening in. If you guys have any suggestions for some future episodes you'd like to hear, send them in to uh, let's chat paranormal at gmail.com or any of our socials. Both of those are uh, let's chat paranormal. Or if there's any cool Twitter horror threads that you know of, let me know because I want to I want to read them when I'm Just supposed to be working. I want to say I'm cutting that out. <laughs> And she will. She cut out my fucking Salma Hayek toes yeah, I know. five minutes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we live in this this communist podcast. <laughs> this is a prison. Oh my gosh. I know. We're gonna have to go back to the, the well after we record. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Help us guys, please. Uh-huh. Tell them you want to hear these these outcuts. I know. I, we we These, are, we're uh, only brought out for her amusement. Yeah. And her <laughs> <laughs> Don't Anyways. like the research boys <laughs> digging deeper. Anyways, all right, guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, make sure that you're taking care of yourself, eating all your vegetables, getting eight hours of sleep, drinking all the water, and just putting sunscreen on because it's hot as fuck outside. Drinking so. all the water. Yeah. All the water. She's up. I just. Put beer into a trough. Let them drink out of it together. <laughs> she just pours it down the well, and we just got to stand there with our mouth open. Just oh, like, God. I do not treat she, them terribly. She's like a mortal Joe yeah. <laughs> turning on them. <laughs> All right. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Have a safe week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.